0: Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jack Farmer, and this is the Evolution of Movie Show. But I'm not alone. I'm joined by two guys, but they're F5s in my book. It's James Shippy and Andy Rossi, fellas. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing lovely. I thought for sure you were going to call me a Helen Hunt, so I'll take F5 all day.
0: <laughs> I was thinking, I how do I how do I pick which one each of you are? <laughs> in this case
2: <laughs> it would have been funny if you would have thought i was the helen hunt
0: right yes uh, the, the fine james actress is, fine james actress. is more of a helen hunt i am right
2: yeah She's spunky in this movie that
0: was you the go-getter. first thing i thought when i saw uh james is that uh <laughs> very helen hunt like <laughs> i get that i get that
2: sometimes uh, yeah i use it to well, my advantage
0: well Let's For people who are new to the show, let's explain how this show works. What we do is we watch movies and then we talk about them like a book club, but we call it evolution of movies because we always pick a movie that comes out one year after the last movie was made. So we started with a movie in 1990, then 91, 92. Now we're at 1996, and that means we go to 97 next week. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about the here and now. Let's talk about 1996. Let me take you back to 96. We had movie theaters filled with classics like Arrival, Independence Day, and of course, award winning Biodome. But we weren't <laughs> watching any of those. We're watching what New York Times said was a fantastic roller coaster ride, Twister a movie that IMDb describes as one where advanced storm chasers are on the brink of divorce and must join together to create an advanced weather alert system by putting themselves in the crosshairs of extremely violent tornadoes. Uh, James, I want to know, first off, had you seen this before now and what were you thinking going into it this time around? (laughs) (laughs) I
2: saw it before, but I don't remember it. I saw bits and pieces of it, so... Period.
0: Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you know, much like you had seen it yeah. a long time ago and it was funny watching it this time because I feel like probably like a lot of people, there were four or five moments that I remembered vividly and then the rest I didn't. And then when they'd yeah. happen, I'd go, Oh yeah, that moment happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, flying I I'd,
2: cows, anybody? Yeah. Flying flying cows? Ca- yeah, yes. That.
0: <laughs> when that happened, I was very much like, Oh, it's the cow moment. Um, I remember this being a big deal because it was like, uh, again, this was the year that it felt like special effects were really starting to come into every single movie in the theaters. And you can see it with movies like Independence Day, obviously. And Biodome. Uh, and Biodome, a classic. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just <laughs> such a well-made movie. We'll go uh, down in the annals of uh, film history. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I remember, I feel like this is the movie why, that taught the world what an F5 really is, though. Because uh, I didn't know what it was before this, but now it feels like everyone knows what an F5 is. It's a big tornado. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy, you picked the movie. Tell me about it.
1: Um, this movie uh, definitely has a lot of great CGI moments and a lot of and the effects to me still hold up pretty well. Like the tornadoes look pretty great, but I don't remember there being such a lack of plot. <laughs> when I first right. saw it, I think because I was pretty young and it was just like
0: tornadoes, more tornadoes then
1: another tornado. And each time we right. see a tornado, they get bigger and more ferocious. And I think that was super fun to watch. The sound in this movie is really good. Like uh, whatever they did to make the tornado sounds, it's kind of terrifying. Uh, but yeah, the lack of a plot. It was written by Michael Crichton, who wrote uh, everything, you know, Jurassic Park. Yeah. I think he created ER. Um, congo maybe i I know he's written a lot of stuff and like like i saw that i think they paid him like two million dollars to write this and i'm like this was what he came up with for a plot however you know a plot for a tornado movie i don't know i guess you don't really need one there's like oh this is show some tornadoes
0: (laughs) that'd be so funny if you see a script and it's like they get in the truck insert special effects scene (laughs) <laughs> they talk about the tornado, insert special effects scene. It's like one page long. It's one paragraph, which is insert special effects scene over and over and over been. Uh And it would have worked, I guess. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this was a fun one. It was fun to go back and watch, uh, at least from a historical perspective. What I've said before about this show, something I love about it is going to the movies, you do see such a progression in... 90s style in uh, again the, the growth of special effects and what they're able to do there and you can feel the vibe changing in the movies of what the new movie going audience was looking for and you could definitely see this coming out of other movies we've watched going before this as well uh, i thought that was really cool
1: and it's great to see bill paxton and philip seymour Hoffman kind of
0: sad actually but those guys are yeah. both great Yeah, uh, and we'll definitely talk about those two. Um, But uh, before we get into the show, and before we get into all the other stuff, I just want to take a quick moment to thank everyone for watching the show or listening to the show, whether you check it out on YouTube or on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or any of those other places. Thank you so much. Please do us a favor. Please hit that like button, leave a five star review, leave a comment. Those things I know they're a pain to do, but they're so helpful and valuable to us. So it would very much appreciate it that said the ad out of the way folks are you ready to twist and shout so part one for science for money for love (laughs) we get some incredible special effects showing the title of the movie as a storm stirs things up on a farm in oklahoma in 1969 The family waits until the last possible second to get into the storm cellar, and their dog, Toby, almost got taken away. And I swear to God, if anything happened to that dog, I was turning this movie off. But it was just her human father that was murdered, so I was okay (laughs) with it. It, It's now modern day, and Helen Hunt is all grown up, and she's like the weather's version of Batman, trying to stop tornadoes everywhere because one killed her dad. (laughs) But she's joined by Ferris Bueller's friend, Capote, the guy from under the stairs. It's a connected universe and more. It's a who's who of that guy and that thing all coming together to form the weather Avengers. Hudson from Alien shows up and wants Helen Hunt to sign some divorce papers, but she just can't let him go. So she tells him about Dorothy and how that's ready to go. What's Dorothy, you ask? It's a contraption that Hudson built, but Helen Hunt was going to use and take all the credit for. It sends plastic balls into the air and will allow them to study tornadoes and increase warning times before dropping the plastic balls all over the countryside. The (laughs) dread pirate Robert shows up with a Dorothy of his own, which shocks Helen Hunt and Hudson, even though they just gave a speech about how he has better technology, because of course he's in it for the money. Not the science. I love that line. (laughs) Eventually, they track down Dread Pirate Roberts, and he's giving a science symposium and explaining how his equipment works to strangers at a gas station before the two scuffle. And we find out Roberts needs to follow Hudson to find the Twister because he never had Hudson's instincts. Uh, James, let's start with you. This is the setup to the movie. We know that there's tension amongst what we'll call the good guys, and they have a guy who's just better, better funded, trying to do the same things.
2: I mean, he was such a bad guy with his black, you know, SUVs. They're <laughs> yeah. always like in unison, like they were, you know, right. I, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Look, I, can we talk about the opening teaser with the dad and the mom and the, the, the baby yes. going into, I guess, the I guess their bunker, you know, the dad's like, I can't hold it. It's too strong. He's like looking at the camera. It's, you know, then he gets sucked up into the the (laughs) thing. And I was like, oh, golly. Well, at least the dog was safe,
1: right? Yes. You know, Um, he was, if he didn't try to just hold that latch, he would have been fine. Because they just like, kind of were like six feet away and they just like kind of, coward and they were all fine but dude's <laughs> yes. trying to like hold down this thing yeah and man that that thing really sucks him out i mean he was gone i don't think he <laughs> made it gone like i that. don't think he made it i I, <laughs> I don't think so
2: uh so i mean obviously they try and let us know how bad the twister is look this movie as you said they're not really too concerned with plot although they get they get straight to it i appreciate yeah. that Paxton is now a weatherman, which is looked down upon. I mean, in yeah. any other normal society, say, like, oh, that's pretty good. That's a nice gig. But, you know, he's not, it's like he's sold out, basically. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was fascinating. And look, he comes to get his divorce papers. We don't even know why he's gotten divorced from, what is it, Joe, I guess, yeah. or Helen Hunt's character. They obviously really like each other still. They're still in love, but he's got his new, um, pristine, uh, fiance, Jamie Gertz. Yes. Who poor Jamie Gertz. I mean, can we talk about her for a second? I mean, she's engaged to a guy. She's a, what's she a sex therapist? (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah. 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 Reproductive therapist. Yeah.
2: Reproductive therapist. So she's there for a lot of comedy, but I mean, she comes there with the ex. I turned to my wife. I was like, is this cool? And she's like, no way I wouldn't let (laughs) you come near like so it's just funny to me he's coming back to this ex to get her to sign divorce papers he seems very like determined and then they're like oh a tornado's coming he's like okay well let's go you know like
1: yeah no, and has no regard for her really like yeah after that point. one point she's riding with uh dusty and then he's <laughs> he has he doesn't care
2: he has yeah, yeah he has no regard for her she's in another car he's with his ex-wife spending more (laughs) time and for some reason throughout the whole film their radio is up and everyone can hear their conversations and i just leave it at that because they're having a lot of intimate conversations about their past and their present and future you know i i don't know i found that fascinating i didn't remember that about the movie and we have twisters of course so Uh,
0: yeah, one thing you mentioned, they get right into it. I looked up the director of this movie uh, after it was over, and it was the same director of movies like Speed, so it makes total sense that this is a movie that just gets right into it and gets yeah. right into the action, because that's kind of, uh, I guess, the bread and butter. So, uh, But Andy, you talked a bit about Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Bill Paxton. As mentioned, this is one of those movies, if you – Find yourself always saying to yourself, like, what movie is that guy in? This movie drove you nuts because just about every person is one of those guys that you're like, what movie are they in? I mean, obviously, Philip Seymour Hoffman did a lot, but uh, yeah, everyone had been in something else or that they were known for before this movie or after this movie.
1: Yeah, even the, James is mentioning the girlfriend. I kept thinking of her from Seinfeld when she's like, I can't spare a square. There's not a square to <laughs> spare when she's in the bathroom. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then Roach from People Under the Stairs was in there. And yeah, like, as yes. you mentioned, Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, they really just took like all the people that probably like, I've seen these people. I've seen this person. <laughs> I think I've seen this person. And they just brought them all in, had them all. I'll fill in as their, uh I like how you said the uh, was it the storm chasing Avengers. This, yeah, they they all come <laughs> together for this big and, moment. And how much money? I'm not a storm chaser, but how much money is in storm chasing? It. I felt like like James said um, Paxton's character was a weatherman. I feel like what a great gig. I mean, you just sit in a studio, air conditioned, and you're just like, you look at a green screen, storm fronts coming in, there's no danger with this. I mean, they could get sucked up like poor Helen Hunt's dad. And then I don't know, is there a lot of money in chasing down a tornado? And because they have a pretty big team. So if they get like some money thrown towards them, they got to disperse it. It's like a big band. They got to give it to everybody. And all those people, did you notice pretty much all of them drive their own car. And I kept thinking, I'm like, wouldn't it be better if they all just had like a big van together? But I'm like, they're wasting (laughs) gas. They're all just in the car together. That's a lot of different car insurance payments. Probably a lot, you gotta probably pay a lot of car insurance, I mean cars are getting blown up and trucks are flying into tornadoes
0: and very few very few of these vehicles by the way look like they were built for chasing storms one <laughs> of them was in like a station wagon one of them had a, a camper on the back which had a moment where it looked like it almost fell off when he took a sharp turn i was thinking a tornado is just going to suck that right up what are you doing with that on the back of your truck by the way, speaking of people in this movie, I didn't realize till the very end, and I saw the credits, Jake Busey was in this movie, too. Really? Yeah, he was I the one with glasses.
2: I saw that in the credits, too. When you say the one, hold on, what does that mean? Like, who was he again? I, he, I didn't.
0: He was in the glasses. I think he was listening to classical music when they were all driving around with their music playing. Uh, he only had a few spots. He was the one that said, Finger of God. Uh, so he talking. was part of the crew. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I saw his name, that. too. And I was like, oh, maybe he's one of the people at the drive-in or something. <laughs> but yeah.
0: I I, I want to take a quick moment, though, and mention, uh, just real quick, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I was watching this movie, and I I don't think anyone would have ever guessed he would have went on to become this super well-respected, amazing actor <laughs> and not a – because at, at that moment in this movie – because I think this was probably one of his first big movies, if not the first big movie – I think you'd be watching this going, oh, he's going to be a Jack Black kind of guy with his career, yeah, not like uh, the most, one of the most well respected, amazing performers around, you know. Very true.
1: Yeah, uh, he's kind of Hoffman. a maniac in
2: this. Hoffman, for me, he he's one of my favorites. Uh, he made the movie for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, as soon as he comes out, he's he's. He's spitting game. I think he's <laughs> spitting game to the Jamie Gertz character. I thought he's they were gonna end her. up together. Actually, that's what I was yeah. hoping. I mean, anytime yeah. you saw he was next to her, he's holding her hand. He's like, you know, my favorite line from him: "The Suck Zone."
1: You know? <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> like, like it was foreplay to him. Like he was, <laughs> he was the perfect microcosm of that that team of Avengers. He was really in it. He was passionate you know in a film you need characters to be like passionate or obsessed about something right like Mm -hmm. that's like a very basic thing you can have so obviously helen hunt she's the leader of that group she's obsessed with tornadoes and the rest of the group are dedicated and passionate as well he's just insane every time (laughs) he comes on i don't know what kind of you know i don't know what he's doing on his spare time but he's just like a ball of energy he's always like he's, he's jack black before jack black pretty much yes basically. and th-
1: yeah does he really have like because I, I i kept laughing at bill paxton he's like the tornado whisperer do you remember that scene where they pull off at like jack was talking about the gas station he's got his hands in the dirt and he's yeah. just like playing yeah. with the dirt and i'm like what is he's he's sense senses the tornadoes close he's just feeling it in his fingers but it seems like everybody kind of has like a role like oh this is kind of like the scientist person this person's in charge of i don't know Delivering pizzas, I just—I don't know. Some people, I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. But Philip Seymour Hoffman, I don't really know what he's there for, but he does make me happy. And he's almost kind of like the cheerleader. He's just like gives you that extra confidence, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, I must be doing a great job because Dusty is telling me I am. He's, he's just—we all need a Dusty, like, yeah. You know, in
2: our
0: crew. Yeah, I was I'm thinking there. all these people are going to be replaced by technology very soon <laughs> the whole time I was watching this. Because the one guy from Ferris Bueller, Bueller, it seemed like his whole job was to navigate and, like, find roads. And I was That's like, right, okay, yeah. well, GPS is, like, two years out. So <laughs> yeah. this guy's got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: And uh, I think, was, was Roach his kind of assistant? So was there two guys on, yeah. on the maps? Yeah, on map it was duty. like...
0: Two guys that were about to be out of work very soon <laughs> and maybe find something safer I don't know I I just I liked also though that uh, uh the the other the bad guy would Carry stop allies. and uh he would just stop and tell whoever wanted to listen about tornado science and like I'm thinking if I was at a gas station and something dude was like this is Dorothy it manages <laughs> Tornadoes, I'd be like, oh my God, this guy's crazy. Thanks, fella. You don't, I don't have any change. And like, I'd leave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, can we talk about Dorothy for a second? Like, I know this was 1996, but didn't it just look like I feel like I could have made that thing? It was like pretty much this, like a cylinder, and like it kept falling down. It just didn't seem very um, high tech. Technology. With little
2: plastic spheres. I mean, yeah. And it, 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 yeah, as you said, it looks like something from like the 80s or, you know, it makes me made me think of that 80s film, The Explorers.
0: They don't really think it through. Like, so they throw these plastic balls into the air. Like, and they spin around, but then like, oh, thanks countryside that's going to get rained plastic balls all over it from when it's done. Like, <laughs> imagine you're trying to, like, grow your crops. and You've got all these, me- like, plastic little balls falling all over your fields and just dropping all over the place. Like, thanks, I'll pick that up for you, you guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. It's like someone <laughs> shoots off confetti in your house. And it's like, oh, bye. <laughs> That'll <What> take is- <laughs> two years to clean. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks for uh- and- Every oh, time yeah, they man. had it, I
1: noticed like th- the whole, th- they got a big crew yet. It was Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt, like all by themselves all the time, trying to get this big ass thing off the truck. And I'm just like, they could use a hand, you know, Dusty could yeah. be out there pulling it. Like I, every time it was just the two of them and they messed up every single time until the right. end where they just let it go in the truck. And I'm just like, Nobody else volunteered. Like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll help you get Dorothy off the truck. You know, it's only two of you. That thing seems heavy as shit. But
0: well, let's let's get into that part. Let's get into the next part <laughs> of the movie. Nature is a cruel mother. The bloods and the crypts of the tornado science world go after a tornado. And Hudson and Helen Hunt argue the whole time while everyone listens. They get in the path of a tornado, and right when they need to do the one thing they came there to do, release the balls. They decide it's better to hide while the tornado is strong enough to throw their car. It wasn't strong enough to make them let go of each other and the bridge. (laughs) The truck is smashed and their balls are everywhere. But Capote is celebrating like he won the Super Bowl. And now they're in Hudson's truck and they're chasing a cluster of tornadoes where they see a cow. Then they see the cow again. And then once more, they don't use Dorothy. So the gang decides to ransack Helen Hunt's aunt's house like they're all a bunch of high schoolers after a baseball game. And again, they're (laughs) celebrating like they did something while Hudson has his shirt unbuttoned down to a zipper. And it was at this point I realized (laughs) that they decided that this group celebrates tornadoes a lot for a group whose leader also had their dad killed by one. Uh, Another tornado shows up. And geez, why would anyone live here? In any case, now that now it's hailing. Helen Hunt is telling Hudson they're getting hit by debris while he's actually outside of the truck personally being hit by debris. And Hudson isn't able to set up Dorothy in time because apparently you've got to flip 75 switches, type in a secret password, and solve a Rubik's Cube to get that thing open. <laughs> the tornado sends a tree to knock down Dorothy, and the whole thing is a failure. But again... Everyone he- hears Helen Hunt and Hudson argue. As Hudson says to Helen Hunt, it's over, man, game over. But this time, Hudson's sex therapist, fiance hears it, and she can just tell they want to do it. Uh,
1: <laughs> she knows.
0: This is where things get really bad as the tornado comes back for revenge and Rex movie night, wrecks the motel, says, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? <laughs> and then then goes to Meg's house because it's personal now and it wrecks her place too. Helen signs the divorce papers and the sex therapist calls it quits. So Hudson lost his wife, his fiance, the same day a tornado hits. And if that's not a country song, I don't know what is. (laughs) All while Meg tells Helen, I wish there was more of a warning, just twisting the knife and reminding her why she does what she does. Uh, Andy, this is that part of the movie where... Things are looking good, and then suddenly they look really bad, and hope is being lost. Uh, kind of walk us through what you're thinking as we get through the dark period of the movie.
1: A couple things. The, the drive-in I thought was really cool like to see that tornado come in and just mess up that theater. And I think mm-hmm. The Shining's playing. I don't know why. This seemed like a good choice of a movie uh, yeah. playing on the screen. Um, I, I was confused during that part, though. It seemed like they found uh, like a bunker very quickly with a lot of space. Like... I, we have a drive-in movie back in Chicago, and I guarantee there's no bunker there. We would <laughs> right. all be dead, um, right? Did I miss something? Did they? How did they find that so fast? It was just like, all right, everybody, let's go to this
0: bunker that has plenty of space for everybody. We'll all be safe. Like, no, I, yeah, yes, I don't, I don't know. You're right because every drive-in I've ever been to is literally just like a flat dirt patch with (laughs) a giant screen (laughs) yeah they seem very fortunate that
1: they were at that place with plenty of room downstairs um but anyhow (laughs) besides that so um jamie gritz leaves and i thought for sure she was gonna go off with dusty i'm like dusty's gonna follow her and here's here's our next here's the sequel um but she leaves and then like i was kind of thinking they got there using bill paxton's truck she just leaves. This was before Uber, unless Esmeralda, the taxi driver, was waiting for her. How did she mm-hmm. get home? Like, she just, like, walks off. No one seems to, like, say, like, hey, you need a ride? Or I, where is she now? <laughs> She's definitely not where they started. So I was very confused on how... Um, you know, she made it back, but I do think like all this tornado stuff that's been going on, I said to myself, I'm like, this seems like a, like a fun, like amusement park ride, like to see all these twisters. And little did I know somebody already thought of that. And it was, uh, it was a ride in Florida. They had like a twister is either at universal studios or one of those places. And they had a twister ride, but I guess it's discontinued. So I was going to surprise you guys and fly you guys all out there and, you know, go on the twister ride, but oh. fortunately it's uh, it's all done. It, it's already discontinued. You can it's, make it up to us later. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. It's funny you mention that. Now that you said that, that's the thing I kept saying as I watched this movie. It's like, oh, this would be a great like ride as a kid. And now mm. I remember I did go to Disney World. My dad took me and, and the family to Disney World that year, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember doing the Twister. Oh, uh, nice. Like the Twister ride. Um... Uh, yeah, it's like how was it I slash rain re- oh it was fine it was fine I was really into
0: it, yeah. it was cool. <laughs> yeah watching this though it's like tornado after tornado after tornado and the whole time I'm thinking like I said why would anyone live here like, there's just tornadoes constantly this seems like a, a horrible place to live like why would you build a giant like three-story home and a barn and all this other stuff when like you get seven tornadoes a day this just seems insane that that's happening.
2: Uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's you know when you say that, you make me think of some of the lines that uh, Hoffman said. Remember, he's like imminent ruage. you know, or was <laughs> it food, food. <laughs> food, you know? And they were going to Aunt Meg's house. Oh yeah. And then my other favorite line of his is after the truck goes kablooey, right and in, inside of the uh, the the twister, he turned. Uh, Hoffman turns to Jamie Gertz and he's like. You know, he's like, you just missed the truck. It's awesome. You know, like <laughs> right. this is fun for these guys. You know, right. I, you know, and as you said, the whole thing with Aunt Meg, that's to give us a little backstory. Um, and, you know, you, you know, you find it funny because, you know, Helen Hunt's taking her shower there and, you, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. Bill Paxton comes out. And I remember my wife me, She's like, yeah, I was like, what's what's with his shirt? You know, this shirt <laughs> right. was all like half open. Like he's trying to be sexy while having (laughs) well he was yeah and all the steaks i know she says she has some cows but man i mean steaks take a while
0: to cook she had cows
2: (laughs) yeah she had yeah past (laughs) tense i mean but but i don't know maybe she had pre-seasoned these maybe she cooked them in the oven
1: i mean yeah at least like 12 people in there yeah (laughs) did, did they even give her a heads up either she just had them ready to go yeah, she just, yeah, it's just not like she was case. serving hot
2: dogs or burgers, yeah, yeah. She was serving steak
0: and eggs, burgers, or steak and
2: mashed potatoes.
0: I was yeah. thinking the whole time, much to the points you guys have made already, though, is like if I, if my, like, if if I brought my girlfriend with me to my ex's aunt's house and then left her alone while I go take a shower with all my friends and my ex and my ex's aunt, that would be. <laughs> I would get such a talking to after
2: that moment. (laughs) That'd be it. That'd be it. It just Uh, wouldn't happen. Most women would not go for that. And even her being a therapist, maybe she's just game, and I get it. But they literally were out there just to give divorce papers. And I'm sorry, him being a weatherman, shouldn't he have known all these tornadoes were gonna hit that day? (laughs) Like, you know, maybe it's like, well, you know, maybe we'll go give her the papers. No, not today, sweetheart. Maybe we'll wait a few days. We'll wait until the weekend weather's not right. looking too good today, you know. it's uh, a great point. Twin yeah. sisters. I mean, look, after the first few uh, tornadoes, yeah. at this point, I was like, okay, I get it. They're tornadoes. I, at this point, I wish there were sharks inside of them. And yeah. That's what I was waiting for, you know, to give me a little something.
1: It kind this- of reminded me of like a monster movie. Like each time, like, you know, like in Godzilla, he like has to fight these different monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, every tornado seemed like a different monster they had to the beat. It's like, oh, here's the twin sister one. Oh, here and then uh-huh. when they get to the F five one, here's the one that rips the movie theater, and they all kind of look a little different, but I oh, kept yeah. thinking they were like monsters.
0: And they, they had the like a vengeance
2: one. kind of thing to them, like, oh, you thought that. Oh, you're trying to solve us. We're now we're gonna show you. It's like they had a yeah. personality, like they were coming for
1: them, which yeah. I found kind of interesting. Especially that one that gets uh, I don't think we're there yet, but
0: Carrie Elways and yeah. his team of black oh, SEVs. That
2: that's a good one. That yeah. one's pretty hardcore.
0: Well, well, let's, uh, let's chat about it. Let's get to the final part of the movie, the part I call the ending will blow you away. Helen Hunt <laughs> realizes that the thing their little balls were missing were razor sharp metal blades. They cut <laughs> up some metal Pepsi cans and now their li- litter balls are now murder balls that will fly through the air at hundreds of miles an hour with sharp points on them. In what's starting to feel a little like Final Destination, the tornado shoots trees, exploding trucks, and even houses at our heroes as they try to achieve their science. Dread Pirate Roberts gets carried off to Oz, and Hudson and Helen Hunt cruise control Dorothy into the twister before realizing, oh yeah, they don't stop tornadoes, they just measure them. So now Mother Nature is and starts throwing all the debris it can find at them and chases them across the farm before they tie themselves to a pipe, ride the eye of the storm, and beat Mother Nature, proving to us climate change isn't really all that scary. Uh, (laughs) We've seen, as you guys have said, the movie just kind of continues to escalate the size of the the tornadoes, continues to escalate the destruction. And this is the big one. This is the F five. Uh at one point, the driver for Carrie says, uh, the base of that thing must be a mile wide. Uh, and when they we were talking about the size of the base, I think we all said that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, and then of course, this is where, as you guys mentioned, his team doesn't make it. Uh, James, this is the end of the movie. After seeing so many tornadoes, so many failed Dorothy attempts, did you feel like, "Yay, they got the win"? Did you? How did you feel with this at the end of the movie?
2: Well, I, you know, it's funny with that one scene with the petroleum truck. That was probably the best scene of tension in the story. You know, I think they had driven forward and then, like, they you know, his his pickup got stuck on like a tree stump or something like that. It was mm-hmm. really crazy. Look, th- look, these people are insane. OK, <laughs> they're insane. Let me get this straight. My job is to go try and get as close as possible to a tornado. Put some, you know, a thing of Pepsi cans in in it, kind of watch it and then like book. You know that that's look, I, I, look, I'll tell you this about this F5 storm. That storm had girth. OK, <laughs> it had so much girth. <laughs> and everyone saw that it was going to be an issue. The one guy driving with Kerry Owens is like, maybe we should turn around. <laughs> yeah. And I he's like, shut guy. your mouth and keep driving. It's like, come on, really? Like, you know, what is this? I, I mean, you can see it coming from a mile away. You know, the irony is that the petroleum truck, which was careening at them, actually helped them get not stuck like help their car get off of the tree branch and then it explodes to you know to to high heaven like 10 seconds later and you know they escape that explosion I, I don't know I mean it, these poor people as you said all this debris coming at them um I don't know the the the, the, the gist of tornadoes um I don't know how they work uh thank I didn't grow up in the you know the heartland or wherever you call this but man if debris is just kind of coming and going like that, why, why do it? Why stay there? I mean, I know the the same argument you made like living in Florida and hurricanes, but you know, at least in Florida, you got Miami, you know, you got (laughs) JLo, Uh, right. you know we what I mean? You pit got, ball,
0: Mr. got pit Mr. Worldwide. exactly. You got some <laughs> of
2: these things. So yeah, you'll put up with a hurricane or two when you got those kind of things.
1: And and James, <laughs> you mentioned the debris. They they go they drive the truck through a house and I think Bill Paxton says, like, I guess we're going in. And he goes right <laughs> through a, a house and then uh they're running from the tornado somehow they got kevin costner from bodyguard speed and they're out right. running a tornado <laughs> in a cornfield which is very hard to run through but they're yes. they're beating the tornado there's debris everywhere just flying at them no they don't have one cut nobody has a no. cut like n- it nope. never got them and what i was do- just like does paxton have some kind of like protective what about- shield some force field what about Aunt Meg? I mean, can we just unpack
2: that? Her house is going to I mean, it's it's about to be ruined, right? Imminent ruage, as our guy Hoffman says. <laughs> she doesn't look that bad. When they get her out of mm-hmm. the bottom, I don't know, she was like in the lower third of the house. She was below the ground and she was fine. And she had a little blood caked up on her on her on her uh, on her forehead but she was like ready to cook more steaks you <laughs> right. know the dog had nothing on him the dog looked pristine as if he had just came from like the groomer
0: yeah i re- i realized watching this movie i cared so much more about all the animals than any of the people oh for it. sure like oh, yeah. when the do- like when they heard the dog i was like e-, again cuz at the beginning with toby i was like that this dog better not get taken away. Yeah. And then of course the dog later with Meg, I was like, you, they hear the dog I'm like, he better be okay. He better be okay. Yeah, he can, yeah.
1: He can, <laughs> the, the aunt, the ant, it's like, meh, she the dog, it's like, you you
2: better save him, Bill Paxton. <laughs> you better, better save that dog. That dog.
1: <laughs> you better
2: go back in there in that house and, and risk your life with that dog, which is true. <laughs> we all love animals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but like, yeah, my heart, like when the driver got in by the way. It should have been Carrie that got impaled, not the uh, oh, driver. Yeah, That's a, The driver's like, hey, you know what? Hudson's not that bad theory. of a guy. We should listen to him. Ugh. And then, <laughs> as Dread <laughs> you know, Pirate Roberts is just like, whatever, I'm off to Oz. Here we go. That, yeah that, guy, that was
2: pretty gruesome the way he was. got it i mean you saw it coming he's like uh-oh i think he even said uh-oh or one of those type things and i think just man impaled him as if he was the bad guy you were so right Jack. he should he have done him. the, the driver
1: was. should have done one of those things that we see in a lot of action movies where they just open the door and just roll out of the car like once <laughs> right. once uh robin hood men in tights was talking all that smack i'd be like <laughs> well i'm out of here and
0: just fly out of there it was interesting how it seemed like the wind also was very selective in what it affected. Like they were running next to the fence as it was pulling the fence up out of the ground, but they weren't getting pushed around or jostled (laughs) whatsoever. Uh, Or the wind near the hurricane was strong enough to blow the house around, but the truck was driving just clear and straight on that (laughs) road. No issues. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that one house wasn't even touched at all. It was uh, like that ending is so
1: funny because they go into that one barn and there's just like all this crazy stuff hanging, like all this sharp objects. And I'm glad they got out of there because like in, in a, scary, oh. a scary movie, they would have stayed in there. Um, no,
2: th- thank you. With, with the sharp <laughs> objects, I'm like, oh, you're really trying to. I mean, it's everything. It's pitchforks. It's, it's, yeah. it's like uh, machetes. You know, at one point I thought I was going to see like an AK-47. <laughs> With like a string on the, you know, on the trigger, you know, (laughs) like it was all kind of danger and everything was coming to the little area, like everything was coming specifically to like the area they were in, right? If I'm not mistaken yeah you know, I, I'm getting my bunkers mixed up because every yeah. their bunker there was there was always like a car careening right by the bunker, you know, the drive in the screen coming right by the
0: bunker, right where they are. I, w- I want to circle back too to how they were all celebrating at the end, you know the the uh, Helen hunt and uh, uh, Hudson, uh, Bill Paxton, his name is uh, but he uh they're they're like kissing and everyone's jumping around cheering and and they're happy. And one, I'm thinking, That's kind of mean to like cheer the fact that this woman that you were hanging out with all day, by the way, is now being like losing her man. But also they're all cheering and clapping about this tornado that just destroyed the lives of everyone around them. Their aunt's
1: house is destroyed.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to imagine like imagine if that happened to you, like your house is destroyed, everything you know is gone, maybe a loved one has been taken away and killed, someone that they worked with was literally just murdered even though they didn't get along, it was murdered. <laughs> imagine you're one of those people, you're there and you see that and they're like, "Yeah! Woo! Cool." <laughs> they're kissing. Like, they're kissing. I'd be like, "You got I'd I'd go I'd beat them all up what are you doing my life was destroyed and you're celebrating like what the hell that's rude they
2: got dorothy into the tornado that's all that matters that is all they are there for they are functioning there to support (laughs) helen hunt and bill getting back together um first it's funny you say that what happens now that that's what i'm wondering like, yeah. is Bill still going to take this weatherman job? Is he putting in <laughs> his two weeks notice? And he's like, screw this weatherman job with benefits, you know. And, yeah, and, in this cush office. In, in his cush this... office. I'm going to go back to living on the land with, with my my <laughs> ex-wife <laughs> slash now new wife again. What happens now? They've you know, achieved their ultimate goal. Now what?
1: It's a great question, James, because I'm just wondering too, like the longevity of storm chasing, a weatherman, Dallas Rains, shout out, he's got to be yeah. what, 65, 70, and he's still killing it in the weather game. But storm chasers, I'm thinking if you're getting a little older, it's a little difficult to run from a tornado when you're taking <laughs> Cialis.
2: <laughs> Cialis, My- look at it, Alice. See it?
1: <laughs> Although it's great commercial, was... yeah. <laughs> they're like running past the tornado because they're on sale. Nice. Run, nice. They're run. They're ready.
0: My fibromyalgia to the up. I can't do
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> My fibromyalgia. Well, no, in the sequel, that's good. My fibromyalgia
0: is acting up.
2: But whatever that medicine is, it helps you outrun a tornado. That's the selling
0: point. Yeah. Right? You know. Right. <laughs> But yeah, James, you nailed it. Like, I didn't realize how much this movie really just didn't have a plot. They literally just repeatedly tried to do the same thing over and over to increasingly large tornadoes. And it's funny because if they had just gotten out and opened up Dorothy in the first tornado, this whole movie wouldn't have happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true.
0: <laughs> even though it was right there the whole time, by the way. Who, who didn't think through how this Dorothy process would work? Like I said, he had to flip like 50 switches yeah. to open it up. Why didn't you just have a little like cord that ran into the cab of the truck with a button you press?
1: <laughs> like, or at least have more people like, they're like, hey, guys, this is heavy. Let's all like be in this truck together and we'll muscle it out.
0: No, no. No, I got in my station interest. wagon. <laughs>
1: there's no logic, and there's another point. As, as I say, I keep coming back to
2: the CB unit radio they had. <laughs> at one point, they're outside of the truck. They got at least be 15 feet clear of it. I mean, there's a tornado in the background, but everyone else, including his his fiance and Hoffman and all of them, can hear their conversation as clear as day, as if you and us are talking right now. And they're hearing mm-hmm. right. everything. He's talking about, you know, you can, you know, you've got everything. You've got me, you know. I was like, dude, right. you're
0: about to get married to somebody else. Was it that right. easy? Right. I mean, when you're Bill Paxton, you just you take everything you want. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess.
2: I, I mean, I really wish Hudson was in this movie. Could you imagine? Right. But he would. It would have been a short film because you can, yeah. you know, it'd be like you can count me out yeah
0: you know. said, no, thank <laughs> you. I was uh yeah I was telling my girlfriend I was like uh you know saying if you ever brought me along on this ride with one of your exes I wouldn't be happy about it and she's like Jack you would just say I'm just gonna stay home have fun <laughs> I was like that's <laughs> probably what I would have done
1: <laughs> yeah I mean she why didn't she just do that he's like yeah I'm gonna go drive to wherever Oklahoma and get her to sign the papers she should have just been like okay
0: yeah <laughs> like why why would she go because it's also not like there's a whole lot to do in oklahoma it's not like they were yeah. going to a miami as mentioned where it's like oh i'll go with you we'll make a trip out of it like yeah, whoever yeah. is like yeah i'm gonna go to oklahoma <laughs> let's make a trip out of it w- wakiti or what, what was the name of the city Wakita. yeah wakiti. wakiti okay yeah uh, by the way meg has a statue that's like a tribute to tornadoes again kind of callous for someone who is related to someone who was killed by one. Uh,
1: Not only killed, I'm so sorry that this sounds insensitive, but he flies the fuck out of there. Like, like, I mean, just imagine that poor little girl, just like this daddy.
0: Boom.
2: Hold on, let's just be clear, and I'm I, like, I, like, I'm no rogue scholar here. Is that her dad that gets sucked in in the beginning of the movie? I,
0: I, I believe so. Yeah,
2: okay, because the only thing is, we didn't get any super after that, like, you know, 30 years later, you know. Like, I, I that's why I didn't really put two and two together, but that makes <laughs> more sense. But, yeah. I mean, where'd her mom go? I mean,
1: where's yeah, her mom? We never even, I thought, when they went to the house, I thought that that was the mom. But they're like, no, that's the ant. The ant? I like, had the same what? question. Yeah. Like, well, what happened to mom?
0: For a group of scientists, they sure don't seem like they knew what they were. They didn't think through a whole lot of stuff in this. Because uh, even there's a point, too, where they said they're t- telling stories during lunch or dinner or whatever. And they're like, Bill Paxton, one time he just threw a bottle at a tornado and it sucked it right up. And I was thinking, well, why don't you just get some kind of slingshot thing and just start shooting these balls at the tornado? Why are you driving into it? Like, you can clearly just throw the things at it, and it's going to suck it up. Yeah. Why are you driving your entire truck into it? Why are you trying to, like, sit in the middle of it? Uh, Bring the 500-pound cylinder out of the truck. Right. (laughs) That a tree knocks over every single time. (laughs) There was also a moment because did you guys catch this and um, we'll wrap up in a second, but this was one of those, I think, a continuity mistake where uh, the point that James were talking about where the truck is stuck on a, a log and then the bigger truck comes and like knocks it off and frees it. During that scene, Dorothy got knocked over and everything like all the balls fell out, but then they go chase the storm again and suddenly Dorothy's in the back and all the balls are back in it.
2: If I'm not mistaken, and it's a good question, I have a feeling they made two two Dorothy's. They had a backup Dorothy already in the trunk. So, you know, just in case that one didn't work, oh, we've got a backup one, which is kind of smart because obviously they don't ever work. And these things come in threes, you know, and you knew it wasn't going to work. And she's like, yes, it's going to work. She says it right. Like, we're going to do it this time. You knew it wasn't going to work.
0: Like, they were going to fail. Hell no. Always, always ruining the plan. Yeah. Well, uh, let's wrap this one up. Uh, but before we do, before we close out, uh Andy, overall thoughts on the movie and do you have a six degrees of Kevin Bacon for us?
1: Of course I do. Uh, overall thoughts, I mean, I, I think I was pleasantly surprised at the technology. I thought the tornado still looked really good. I was I was actually thinking to myself, I wonder how they shot it because they have to do it practically when they're, like, driving the truck and stuff. And it kind of – there are some parts where you kind of look and it's like, oh, it looks like it was, like, a kind of a nice day if they do, like, a quick wide and you don't see, like, the tornado. So they had mm-hmm. to kind of, I think – use the practical effect of actually driving the truck on that day and then use the CGI of like the tornado and stuff. But I thought it looked really good, like how the tornado rips through the, the movie theater and the F5 is crazy. Um, so I I enjoyed it, but yeah, definitely like looking back, you're like, it could have done with like a nicer plot. And uh, you know, like I said before, Philip Seymour Hoffman was great and seeing Paxton, he was great. So I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, for, for the uh, Kevin Bacon trivia, I could go easy here, guys. I could go Bill Paxton was in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon, but that wouldn't (laughs) satisfy our viewers. That's too easy, right? Yeah. So we're going to take Helen Hunt. Okay. Helen Hunt was in As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was in The Departed with Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio was in a movie called Marvin's Room with Robert De Niro. (laughs) And Robert De Niro was in a movie called Sleepers. At
0: what with, point is this six degrees of Robert De Niro? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I'm surprised you didn't go because now, then, that you didn't go. Um, Jack Nicholson was in another wonderful, great film, A Few Good Men, mm. with Kevin Bacon. Ooh, you remember that, that been one? Too easy. Yeah, that well, would have been too easy.
0: He's ta- Andy likes to take the uh, scenic route, and he loves <laughs> to sleepers. sleepers. Yeah, the scenic <laughs> route, to sleepers. <laughs> when we loop back around, we got to do sleepers. I think once we when yeah. we loop back the years around. And uh, James, how did you feel about the movie? Any final thoughts?
2: Yeah, I I thought it was good. I mean, like I said, it wasn't really too too worried about plot. Um, you know, kind of the story within the story is obviously you've got this couple. Um you know bill and joe were made for each other or mm-hmm. bill paxton i don't know what his uh um... i think
1: he was bill and he movie, was yeah. bill okay yeah yeah i bill call him hudson joe, the whole movie
2: hudson right <laughs> yeah they were made for each other it was obvious it's just that okay well they got to chase these storms to like rekindle what is this they had and we never find out why they got divorced i mean or they got separated so that would have been nice to know um Mm -hmm. but i mean they were obviously made for each other and they both were passionate about the same thing so it's obvious that they should be together um Mm -hmm. so that's really what this is about you know they're rekindling their romance you got a lot of great twisters good cgi yeah it's it's good it's like an easy watch so to speak i I think it was clocking in around two hours yeah Um, i think it probably could have cut you know 30 minutes i think this would have been a great if it was like an hour and a half movie i think it would even be better but you know i don't like to say it was a plot device but when they went back to at aunt meg's and wakita or wakiti whatever it's called that's when she saw the other replacement for dorothy you know right i, I think you know so it was almost like a plot device that whole thing for meg because and, and just meg was fine Aunt meg was okay I mean, obviously they saved her before her house impaled,
0: <laughs> you know.
2: But maybe the firemen would have gotten there in
0: time. We don't know.
2: Maybe. But it was a uh, plot device.
0: Um, but in any case, it was. This was a great kind of. Oh, I remember the '90s. It was a great like. Oh yeah, I remember this time and when this movie was a big deal. Don't know if I'm gonna go back and watch it again anytime soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, fix. But I enjoyed it as opposed to other movies we've seen where you go back and you're like, oh, this. I'm not a fan of this anymore, but, uh, this one is a—I uh, thought it was a fun, a fun look back at it. And I, I am appreciative of getting to watch it again. Um, but that was 1996. We move on fellas to 1997 where next week we are going to be chatting all about boogie nights. I am very excited about that. Uh, and then we go to 1998, where we're going to get into that superhero genre, where we go with Blade, Wesley Snipes' classic. Things are going to get interesting there as well. Uh, those are the next couple movies, 1997, 1998, and then, of course, we move on to 1999 after that. But that does it for us. Uh, but before we go, James, where can the world follow you and all the things you're working on
2: Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter at jshippy2,
1: number two, and on Instagram at jeshippy2.
0: And Andy Rossi. You can find me at just Andy Rossi. And you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. That does it for us this week, and we'll see you guys next year.